most of our lives are actually going to be spent in the in-between spaces. It's going to be spent in these these periods where we sort of get to one thing or one level and then we look ahead and, and see where else we want to go. And we have to be able to hold that. Like we can be totally okay with where we are and, and fully accepting and appreciative of where we are and still recognize that there's somewhere else we want to go. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Today, we're going to be talking about holding the duality of these these in-between spaces that we can sometimes feel like we're in. And I, I've got a few things that, that we're going to be tying into this, it, including things like clarity, focus, intention, um, hope, changing our story a little bit. There, there's, a, there's a lot here. And these are things that have been going on in my own mind a lot. Uh, these are at the root of a lot of conversations that I've been having with different people lately. And what I mean by holding the duality of, of the in-between spaces to kind of start things off is that I've talked about the liminal space before. I, I will reference the, uh, the episode that I dove into around that. I've gotten a lot of really, really great feedback about that one. And it was one of my personal favorite episodes, actually. Uh, and, and if you aren't familiar with what liminal space is, I strongly advise you to, to go check out that episode. It's definitely one worth listening to. But it's basically sort of like the, that in-between space where maybe something hasn't quite materialized yet. You're maybe on the edge of something. The liminal space can also appear in, in physical spaces as well. So it's not even just a mental or emotional thing. But in this, this liminal space that we can sometimes end up in, why I think it's so important to develop acceptance of the liminal space is because most of our lives are actually going to be spent in the in-between spaces. It's going to be spent in these, these periods where we sort of, you know, like we, we get to one thing or one level and then we look ahead and, and see where else we want to go and, and all the other things that we want to, to do or develop or grow into the versions of ourselves, the relationships that we want to cultivate, the, the career, like whatever it is, there's always going to be something else. Now, that's also a conversation about acceptance, celebrating where you're at, um, really enjoying the journey, trusting the process says we, we talk about these themes a lot on here and, and there's so much that's involved with that, but we have to be able to hold that. Like we can be totally okay with where we are and, and fully accepting and appreciative of where we are and still recognize that there's somewhere else we want to go. I think that most people can really identify with that, but what's interesting about, about that for me is also this idea of certainty that we're always searching for. We're very human. We're always searching for certainty, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in, you know, like financial, uh, social, um, geographical, like there, there can be so many different aspects of this that, that we're looking for certainty. We want to create certainty. 
But certainty is a double-edged sword because certainty is also the enemy of change. Certainty is the enemy of change. That, that's a, a quote from Salvador uh, Minunchen, a, a family therapist. And really, when, when, we, when we dig into that, it can be quite eye-opening because we're always searching for certainty. We're always feeling it out. We're like, okay, where, where does this feel certain? Where can I feel grounded? Where can I um, like rest my nervous system in a lot of ways, right? We're always searching for that. But certainty, first of all, is an illusion. Certainty is an illusion because when you look for certainty and you, you place value in certainty in all of the things outside of yourself, you will inevitably, at some various points, likely plural, like, like not just one point, but multiple points throughout your life, have that shaken up or taken away or reminded somehow that what you thought was really certain actually is not. And the fascination about this for me is that this is part of the, the duality, right? Because we want change, but we, a lot of times, you know, it, it could even be um, like politically, it could be, it, there's so many different aspects where we can look at life or, or, or things that are happening in our lives where we want change. We want to see change happen. We want to be the one to cultivate change. We want to lead the charge on change. Uh, we want something to shift, something to move. But we also want certainty. So how do we hold the duality of both of those things? Because if we have all the certainty, then things aren't going to change. Or at least we, we might want them to. But if something is truly certain, which I would argue is very rarely possible, then we're not going to be able to see that change. The change will not have the space to come through. And when we are so focused on trying to create something certain. We forget that the certainty has to come from within. We have to be sure of ourselves, trust ourselves, know that we can handle difficult situations. And and how does that happen? That happens through going through tough situations, coming out on the other side and realizing that you're a lot stronger than you think you are. And a lot of times it will have to develop hope even when it can feel difficult, even when it maybe feels like the tides are against us or we aren't quite sure what's coming next. We, we don't know what it is that's coming down the line. And hope is something that you cultivate. And it's, it's also a discipline because similar to the discipline that you show um, in different areas of your life. Maybe you show discipline in working out. You show discipline in the way that you nourish your body. You show discipline in showing up for for work every day. You show discipline in showing up for your partner. Um, There can be a variety of different aspects of this. You may not think of yourself as a disciplined person, but start to look around your life and start to really notice the areas where you do actually show a lot of discipline, even if it's towards something that you don't necessarily want to be disciplined about. Like maybe you show discipline towards uh, playing 12 hours of video games every day. <laughs> I mean, that's that's up to you, you know, but you're, you're still actually showing discipline. So then the bigger question is, where can you reroute that discipline? And not necessarily reroute it as in take away discipline from other areas, but if you can acknowledge 
how much discipline you actually are capable of, of having and, and demonstrating, how can you use that discipline towards other areas, particularly with your mind? Because this is how I, I want you to think about the stories that you're telling yourself, the expectations that you're holding, the um, beliefs that that might be holding you back from going and doing the thing that you want to do or showing up in a different way. Maybe you feel like you've tried the same thing over and over again so many different times and you feel like throwing in the towel. You feel like giving up. What if that one more time is the only thing that is needed to keep you going and what is required to get there is you showing the discipline in your mental strength to help you get there, to to push you that extra step to go, no, I, you know, my, my, uh, my brain is taking over where it's, it's showing me it, it's negativity bias. And, and this is again, very human that like we are, we're wired this way in a lot of ways. The good news is you get to rewire this with time, with practice, you get to rewire your brain with discipline, with mental discipline. Now I'm not saying don't feel the feelings. So the emotional side of things is a little bit different than the mental side. They're obviously connected, but we can think about these things in, in different ways because if you're having a lot of feelings coming up, feel the feelings. Do not push them down. Do not pretend that they don't exist. Um, we, we need to feel those things in order to move through them. Now, sometimes though, where we can get sucked down a rabbit hole is when we feel the feeling and then we just allow the entire feeling to completely overtake us for way longer than it potentially needs to sometimes. And what I mean by that is if you, I'm almost picturing a, a tsunami here. Like it, it maybe starts off as a small wave, but then when you allow the the spiral, the negative spiral to come in, it turns into this unbearably massive wave that you can't get out from under. And this is where we have to exercise some mental discipline. What does that look like? That looks like that looks like a pattern interrupt. That looks like doing something differently, shaking things up, choosing what you're going to to focus on and how you're going to channel it too. And not ignoring the feelings. We are not ignoring feelings around here. That's not how we roll. <laughs> but noticing if there are certain stories that you keep replaying in your head over and over and over again and asking yourself, is that even true? Truly, as have this conversation. Sometimes if you can actually, if you have a friend or a loved one that you can have this conversation with, I'm really challenging you to actually do this. If you're having a story we're in, in, in a conversation with them, if you're having a story that is playing out in your head over and over again, for example, um, I... I'm not disciplined enough and discipline just came to my mind again, but it, it doesn't have to be tied in with the hope is a discipline thing. Um, I'm not disciplined enough to get to bed on time and ask, have this conversation either with yourself or ideally with, with a friend or, or loved one, because it can be really helpful to have this conversation out loud with somebody else. So, you know, say let, let's use that example. Like, Um, I must be incredibly lazy because I don't get to bed on time and I end up procrastinating. Okay, well, is that really true? 
Well, no, you know, like I actually, I, I don't think I'm that lazy because I actually, I, I actually do work really hard at, at my job or I work really hard raising my kids or, um, something else. Okay. Well, what, what else? Well, is it really true that you're just lazy? Um, and that's why you don't get to bed on time. Well, what are some of the other reasons why you don't get to bed on time? Look at some of those other reasons. It, it keep, keep asking yourself, is it true? Can you say with 100% certainty that that, that that statement, whatever that statement is for you, that, that story that repeats in your head over and over again, that, that really harsh voice that we all have inside that can come up, (laughs) you can even name that voice, like give that voice a name where, I don't know, Esther, (laughs) my apologies to anyone out there who's named Esther. That was just the first name that popped into my head. Uh, I've also, I actually saw somebody recently post about calling their inner voice, uh, that their rude inner voice, Ursula, like Ursula from the little mermaid, right? Like the, the, the octopus witch. Um, and, and that's it. And sometimes if you can almost have that separation a little bit, it allows you to see, see those stories for what they are, that they are just stories. You get to tell yourself a new story and you get to focus on what you want to focus on because what you focus on grows as the old saying goes. And this is going to potentially require you to clear space energetically as well. If there's, if there's a, a new version of you out there that you are working towards, and you are accepting yourself as you are, even though you're also acknowledging that, that there are things that you might like to change, but that it's okay that you, you are where you are at and that this journey has, has the ability to serve you, to get you to where you're going. Then start to, to look at what else you can sort of clear out of your life energetically, whether it's clearing out some of these stories that, that are repeating in your head over and over again, um, clearing out perhaps relationships with people who drain you a huge amount or setting more boundaries with those people, being really intentional about where you are directing your energy and your attention. So are you spending a ton of time uh, on social media just scrolling? You know, you're, you're given a, a certain amount of time every single day. What are you going to do with that time? And that doesn't necessarily mean be productive 24-7. Like, no. How, how are you going to nourish yourself with that time too? How are you going to rest? How are you going to recharge your battery? How are you going to, how are you going to talk to yourself in that period of time? How are you going to fill up your soul with the, the people or, or doing the, the things that you care about? Those are the things that I want you to think about. Like, how can you clear space to make room for all of that to actually be able to flourish? And imagine the possibilities of of what could materialize if you focus on it. So what are the things that you want to call into your life? What are the things that you want to work on? What are the things that you've been putting off because you never have time for it? I was talking to a friend of mine who has been saying for ages that, that she wants to write a book. And she was expressing her frustration to me that she she has started to feel like that's just something that she says 
because she hasn't actually done anything about it. And, and she's like, I feel like I'm turning into that person who's just sort of like, oh, I'll write a book one day. And she said, I know I have so much more to share with the world, but it's, it's not coming out of me. So what I suggested to her, and, and she seemed to find it useful, she, she got back to me and said that it, it actually was really helpful for her. So take this if, if it works for you. If it doesn't, totally fine. Um, I suggested that rather than thinking about writing the book in its entirety, because that can seem so overwhelming, to instead break, not only break that down a little bit, but start simply writing. Because she she hasn't really been writing anything. I'm not even sure that she's been really doing much in terms of like journal entries for herself or anything like that. And she's not on social media, so it's that's that's not a thing for her. So I suggested that she just start writing. I said, book yourself an appointment in the calendar every day that you keep like any other appointment. And even if it's just 15, 20, 30 minutes, and just write. And we we can really struggle with that. We'll be like, well, write, write what? And then if you start dipping into the side of, okay, well, you know, like writing something that, that somebody else would want to read. No, 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 no. We are not there yet. We're just going to start writing. Just write anything, whatever comes into your mind. A, a thought that you had, uh, maybe this could be a, a really beautiful way for you to start writing about some of the the more negative stories that you tell yourself and challenging yourself on that, like on, on paper. Because um, the visual of that actually can be really helpful as well as kind of like having the back and forth in terms of conversation with somebody. Um, just writing, tell a story of, of a funny trick your dog did yesterday. Like whatever it is, just start writing. That's it. That is the only thing you have to start with. And just pushing through that resistance alone, you are then directing your focus towards the activity that will lead you into the thing that you want to end up doing. So you are dedicating your time, your energy, um, you're making a, an appointment on the calendar with yourself, you're following through, and it doesn't matter what you're writing, you're just writing. And with practice, just like anything else, it gets a little bit easier. As somebody who has been creating content for years, I can tell you that when I go a really long time without posting anything on social media, I start to reach a point where I know I have to post something, (laughs) not because of anybody else's expectations or even because of my own expectations exactly, but because I can feel the anxiety building and building to the point where I'm I'm making it so much harder in my head than it needs to be. I'm like, okay, you know, I, that, then this first post back has to be like really good. And when I start going down that rabbit hole, I'm like, no, no, just post anything. Just post something. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like ripping off the bandaid. You just have to put something out there. Done is better than perfect and just do it. And as soon as I do that, it's almost like a sigh of relief. And then it feels easier for the next post and the next one after that. I'm like, oh, okay. I've made this way harder in my head than I needed to. It's all good. It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. Picturing that meme with the dog with everything like this fire around. No, 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 I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) Seriously though, it actually is, it's a really beautiful practice. So whatever it is that you're working towards, how can you break that down and how can you start dedicating your focused energy focused. 
I mean, put away the distractions, put away all the bullshit that is going to get in the way. Ask yourself, what, where can you clear space for yourself? Both, uh, well, physically, um, energetically, emotionally, are there, is there hours of time that you're dedicating towards, um, tasks that actually don't mean anything to you that you're ready to let go of that you would like to direct towards something else. And again, I'm not talking about in the productive sense, if, if it's clearing space energetically so that you have time to sleep an extra hour or two every day, or have time to make yourself a beautiful meal or have time to go for a walk or play with your kids. It doesn't matter what it is, whatever you want to focus your attention on, How can you clear space for that today? How can you clear space for that? And really evaluate some different areas of your life and and what's working and what fills you up and what doesn't. Like what, what is draining you and is something that can be adjusted or have boundaries put in place or even potentially eliminated depending on what it is to make room for the things that you do want to focus on. Ask yourself that. So hope is is absolutely something that we can cultivate and we can change our stories. We can focus on what matters to us. We can bring intention to what we do, what we say, how we show up in the world, the way we spend our time, all of this is available to you. All of this is available to you. And when we hang on to certainty a little bit too tightly, then we may not be able to grasp onto the change that we may be seeking. Because again, certainty is an illusion. I'm someone who who lived uh, in another life. <laughs> it feels like another lifetime. <laughs> a few years ago, I, I was living a life where it felt like everything was certain. And when the rug was ripped out from under me in a split second and everything changed after that, I became very clear on the fact that certainty is, is a total illusion. And instead, when we can cultivate certainty from within in ourselves, that's the kind of certainty that you can be sure of. Let me know how this goes. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.